Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That's crazy. On a Tuesday, it's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer. I'm all over the place, man. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is growing, baby. That All Even Wave is the race to 100 episodes. We getting closer. Lots to get into. Team USA is pushing the panic button, and I'm going to talk about that. Also, Game 4 of the NBA Finals. I'm going to talk about that as well. The home run derby was last night, and it did not disappoint. Ben Simmons is on the trade block. What's your question? I can't wait for that as well. I better have some good ones, y'all. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. Before I get into any topics tonight, I want to talk about what this day symbolizes for me personally. July 13th. 2020 is my first episode of the All Even Podcast. Y'all can go ahead and go back and listen to it. It's terrible. But even back then, I had a plan. Like, I graduated the Connecticut School of Broadcasting in October of 2019. All of these resources were available. Job placement, all of this stuff. COVID hits and everything gets washed away. School gets closed and I'm like... You know, what the hell am I going to do? So, shouts to my man, Bass. You know, we kind of laid out a plan, picked out a name, and got rolling. 92 episodes later, I'm here. I've I've grown this, this platform to where it is. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not Stephen A. I'm not any of these big platforms. I understand that. But what I've achieved... In this year, if you would have told me two years ago I'd be speaking to Josh Powell, I'd be speaking to assistant coaches at D1 schools, I'd be talking to ex-NFL players and legends and media legends and media personalities, I told you you were crazy. But all of that's happened, and I'm just excited to see you know, what the next 365 days has in store. You know what I'm saying? But now that I got that out of the way, Team USA, they won a game tonight. They beat Argentina 108-80. to Everybody had good games. Cool. But 
their issues are way beyond this win. These are NBA players. They can be able to get hot. Guys can be able to catch fire behind the arc, hit five, six, seven, eight, nine threes, ten threes in the game, especially in FIBA rules where the line is a little closer. They have the ability to do that. The problem is, can they sustain that over a long period of time? Two, three, four, five games needed to be able to win this gold medal, right? They have to do this. But what is the problem with this team? You've heard everybody talk about roster construction and there's no big man. There's no rim protection. There's no balance on the roster. All of those things are true. But the biggest thing to me that I don't see on this team is leadership. Coaching is one type of leadership. You need leadership on the floor. And as good as Kevin Durant is, Kevin Durant is not a LeBron James type of leader. He's not a Kobe Bryant type of leader. He's not a Dwayne Wade, a Magic Johnson, a Larry Bird type of leader. He leads in another way. The problem is that his type of leadership doesn't really necessarily hype his teammates up or get guys motivated to be able to step outside themselves or give more than their ability actually allows them to. He doesn't have that type of leadership. So when this team struggles, they're going to struggle badly. Saw it against Nigeria. We saw it against Australia. When they go against teams that have legit NBA players on them, this is going to be an issue. I've said on my Twitter, I've said on my Instagram, my Facebook, that I'd be shocked if this team medals. Why? Because of what I said, leadership. See, the thing is, if this team doesn't medal like that team in 2004, there's no redeemed team coming. There's no LeBron James. There's no Kobe. There's no Wade. There's no Melo. There's no redeemed team coming. You know why? Those guys are gone. Those guys are retired. Those guys are old, aging. LeBron James is 35, 36 years old. Carmelo's the same thing. They're not playing in another Olympics. They're not doing that. So where is the next batch of great American players are coming from? Problem is, and shouts to my man Kev, we were having this conversation last night, is that most of the great players in our league right now are international players. Luka won't be playing for Team USA. Giannis won't be playing for Team USA. The Joker won't be playing for Team USA. The list goes on in regards to all of these great international players that we have in our league. It's grown the league tremendously. It's almost leveled the playing field. But that's the problem, that the better players are international players right now. You see, in the WNBA, we still have American players that are really, really good and at the top of the league. Obviously, you have sprinkles of great international players in the WNBA, a lot. But there's still a focus on USA basketball, on American talent. The NBA 
as good as they are, as good as these guys are, Devin Booker and uh, uh, Brandon Ingram and, you know, these young guys, Lonzo Ball, are they going to be the next redeemed team? Are they going to be the next dream team? I don't see that coming over the horizon. Do you? Does anybody? I really don't. I, I don't see that. So that's the problem that Team USA is going to have this Olympics and going forward. And my thing is, if you're not going to get the top of the top, then send the college kids. Let them play. But don't send a team like this. Now, they may end up meddling and they end, might end up winning the gold and everybody's happy. But if they don't, you can't do this again. Send the real team. And hey, maybe what needs to happen is that in the new CBA, there needs to be some type of incentive for these players to play for Team USA. Because all of the great players, ah, I don't want to play. Ah. Like, what did you expect? Shortened season, condensed season. You want guys to sign up to play Team USA basketball when they haven't had an offseason? No, they're going to enjoy their offseason get their work in, enjoy their family, get back to work. They don't want to do this. They got other stuff to think about. So there's a lot of moving parts and different dynamics here for Team USA that it's not really looking too bright, in my opinion, for the future. Other thing is, too, Greg Popovich. I think Greg Popovich needs to realize when it's time to go. Duncan is no longer here. Ginobili... Parker, Kawhi's gone. Team USA, there's no LeBron, there's no Kobe, there's no, there's none of these great players here. What is there left to prove for Greg Popovich? I don't think his style of coaching or message is what Team USA basketball needs. Hell, it might not even be what the Spurs need anymore. So that's something that they really have to address as well. A lot of things, man. But I'm just not seeing the crop of talented superstar USA guys coming over the horizon. I don't see a redeemed team. I don't see a dream team. I just don't. I see that happening with these other countries. I see them being able to put a super team together because of all the great talent that's around the world internationally. I can see that. I can see that more than I can see it in my own home. That's facts. Moving on, moving on. Game four between the Suns and the Bucks. Bucks won game three, and Giannis had a phenomenal game. 40 points again. Shot great from the free throw line. I think he hit like 13 free throws or so. He was just dominant. And Coach Bud did exactly what I told him to do. Play Giannis at the five. So what's going to happen in game four? Do I think that Coach Bud is going to be able to use that same strategy? And although Brooke Lopez struggled in game three and that forced him to go small, is he just going to say, hey, it worked in game three. Maybe we're going to try it again in game four. I don't trust him to do that. I don't. And the reason why is because he's a coach that just doesn't understand adjustments. He was forced into that. Now, can it happen again? Hey, listen, it's the Bizarro playoffs. Anything can happen. That's why I'm not doing any predictions anymore. Nope. 
not doing it. So do I feel that the Bucs can be able to win game four? Absolutely. But what they have to understand is that Phoenix is coming for blood in game four. Chris Paul is going to be ready. Monty Williams is going to be ready. Devin Booker, that had a miserable game three, he's going to be ready, mentally prepared. So the Bucs can definitely expect a tough game four. Who's going to be the X factor? I think Cam Johnson again. I think Payne on the other side. I think Connaughton. They definitely have to have big games. I'm hearing a lot of people down on these NBA Finals this year. Oh, you know, it's not as exciting and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not really into it. And listen, this is, it's a different situation. We don't have the superstar power that we normally have in the NBA Finals. But there's a good story here. There's good stories on both sides. So, you know, am I excited about the NBA Finals? I'm not going to say that, but I'm intrigued. I'm definitely locked in. I'm watching every game. So, you know, people just got to get over that. Um, you're going to have years like this that things don't kind of go the way everybody expected. Basketball, more than any other sport, is really, really, like you can be able to kind of like forecast what teams are going to be good from what teams aren't. Doesn't always work out like that, but for the most part, so, bizarro year, we had some weird playoffs, had some good games, a lot of people enjoyed it. So, you know, let's kind of just try to enjoy it as much as possible. Enjoy what we're seeing out of Giannis because he's having a really, really good NBA final right now. Do I miss Braun? Of course I miss Braun. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but can't always have it. In some breaking news here, Kawhi Leonard has... ACL surgery, and I knew it from the time that they said that, you know, it was a right knee issue. I knew exactly what was up. The swelling wouldn't go down. They couldn't really determine what was going on. They just didn't want to release it because Kwai and Uncle Dennis told them not to. I'm sure that was the case. He's going to be out for a while. So what's going to happen to the Clippers? How are they going to look? Is Kwai going to opt into that contract, that it, that that player option? I don't think so, but that's still not going to stop him from signing back with the team or heading to free agency. His health is not going to be of a, of concern to other teams. Like we saw with Kevin Durant, he tore his, his uh, Achilles and teams were still lined up to sign him. The same thing is going to happen with Kawhi. doesn't matter if he has a torn ACL or not. Teams are going to line up to sign him, and they're going to wait. They're going to wait on him. So, you know, it's not news to me, but it is breaking news, the fact that they actually, you know, came out with this now, that he had the surgery. Everybody pretty much knew that this was the case. If you didn't, then, you know, you were kind of just waiting in the wings and, trying to see what was going on, but I know injuries, I know basketball, I know exactly what I saw, that's an ACL. From the time that I saw him doing I said, yep, ACL, he's out. So, speedy recovery for Kwai. Um, I'm hoping to the heavens that he leaves the Clippers because why would you want to play in the basement any any, any longer? Like just just leave and go go somewhere else. 
the mold is not conducive to healing. He can't heal that that ACL in the basement. Can't just can't do that. <laughs> can't do it. So we're gonna see what happens to the Clippers. I, I'm not I'm not too positive in regards to how they're gonna look next year, but that's a plus for me. <laughs> Clippers don't deserve anything good. They've been a dead franchise for decades, and they will continue to be dead. Moving on, moving on. Ben Simmons is officially, officially on the trade market. The Philadelphia 76ers have opened up conversations with other teams. They've announced that, hey, he's here. You can have him. What's the offer? And how do I feel about that? Well, I feel that the 76ers possibly think that they can't win with that combination of Simmons and Embiid. Because what they're looking for is all-star caliber player in return for Simmons. They're not looking for draft picks. They're not looking for young talent. They're looking for established veteran star, all-star guy to be able to just be inserted there, team up with the big man, and see if they can be able to get to the NBA Finals. The pairing between Simmons and Embiid never really looked good to me anyway. I don't really know how much the two actually like each other. It's pretty much of an icy relationship that they have, in my opinion. So getting somebody in here that's a real, legit, natural point guard that can be able to score can help Embiid a ton. Simmons has to find out if he loves basketball. He has to work hard. Like Off-season after off-season, we have not seen a jump shot. We keep hearing that he's playing... He's playing hard. He's working out in the offseason. He's doing this. Then when the season comes, he's the same player that he was when he walked into the NBA at 19. Same guy. Like that Spider-Man picture. 19 is looking at 24, 25, and they're pointing at each other. Same dude. Nothing's changed except the mentality has gotten worse. So where do I see him going? What team can be able to put together pretty decent package to be able to get Ben Simmons. Well, I think NBA Siberia can do it. And what I mean by NBA Siberia, I mean Sacramento. I would take De'Aaron Fox for Ben Simmons right now. I would. I think De'Aaron Fox partnered with Embiid is a great combination. And Fox is a dog. Fox wants it. Fox can play. Fox going to get you buckets. And he has a court vision. And he plays defense. So I would love to see that swap. Straight up. Maybe you throw in a, a first round pick. But that's a deal that I would definitely take right now. If I'm if I'm Philly. Will Sacramento do it? I'm not sure. But that's definitely an intriguing, intriguing fit for me. The other team would be Houston. Why not Houston? Why not then put John Wall and a whole bunch of draft picks in there and see what happens. I mean, it may not it may not work, but I would hope that Houston would try to shoot their shot. Another team would be Washington. Washington, maybe they trade uh, Bradley Beal or maybe they trade Russell Westbrook. Who knows? There's a lot of teams that, that are vying for Simmons' services because what they're seeing is that 
He's 24. You know, he has this issue, but he's young enough to be able to get out of it. He's already a perennial all-star. He's already a defensive player of the year candidate, runner-up. So, you know, the guy doesn't have offense, and he's done this in the league. So this is why there's upside there. Of course there's upside, but there's also a lot of risk. Does he want to be the guy? If you're trading him, you got to have those questions answered. You have to know who you're dealing with here. Is he LeBron James? No. Is he Magic Johnson? No. Is he Jason Kidd? No. Is he Lamar Odom? No. So you have to understand, if you're a team, where he fits. What's his role? How are you going to be able to get the most out of him? Is he going to be the alpha dog? Or is he going to be the third guy in your team that you're not really relying on to score much? You have to have these questions answered before you pull the trigger. You can't pull the trigger and then try to work it out. you got to have things in place for Ben Simmons when he gets there because he's not a guy that's going to single-handedly take your franchise out of the dumps and turn it around. There needs to be things in place for him. Moving on, moving on. I'm hearing this rumor or some talk out there that Golden State has had internal discussions about trading for Damian Lillard. They would be keeping Stephen Clay and having Dame on the team. The trade package I'm seeing that people are floating around and shouts to my man Bryson Carver on the Carving It Up podcast. He talked about this on his show. That Wiseman, Wiggins, the number four pick and the number seven pick would be what they need to do to get that deal done. Now, granted, it's not a bad package. Pause. It's not a bad package to actually go get a superstar player when you're a team that doesn't have much resources to accumulate talent. You can be able to pick up two high draft picks in this particular draft. That's a pretty good draft. A young big man in James Wiseman and a scoring wing. And Andrew Wiggins, that that ain't bad. But I just don't see Dame doing that. I don't see Dame, although he's an Oakland kid, saying that he wants to go to Golden State. I just, I don't see that happening. Stranger things have happened, though. I just don't see him wanting to play with Steph. I would see him rather go somewhere else to compete against Steph. They've always had that friendly rivalry, that intense rivalry. So I don't really see him saying, yeah, 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 I'll definitely go to go to Golden State. Nah. Yeah, the trade looks cool, but nah, nah. Ideally, I, I can see Dame in Miami. I can see Dame in New York. I can see Dame on the, on the Lakers. I definitely can. Is it possible? Absolutely not in regards to what the Lakers can offer him. But there's a lot of other places that I can see Dame. Golden State ain't one of them. But you know what? Sometimes when you don't expect things, that's when it happens. Because I remember back in 2010 and everybody was talking about LeBron going to New York and the Clippers were a viable option in Chicago. Then Stephen A. was like, listen, I'm here in Miami. I'm here in Miami. He's about to clean the deck in regards to all of their contracts. And they're trying to get all three. 
And everybody was like, nah, that's not going to happen. It's crazy. Rest is history, right? So can't really say that it's nuts. Can't really say that it won't happen because it can. But I just don't see Dame doing that. Moving on, moving on. The Houston Rockets are desperately trying to acquire the number one draft pick in this NBA draft from the Detroit Pistons. Detroit has the number one. Houston has the number two pick. They want Cade Cunningham in the worst way, and they have the resources. They have the draft capital to be able to put together a a decent package for Detroit to consider. But is Detroit actually, do they want to get out of that top spot? I don't think so. I'm hearing that they love Cade Cunningham. I think that they want to make him the franchise guy. So why trade out of that spot? Eh, well, if your consolation prize is an Evan Mobley or Jalen Green, eh, I, I mean, that's not bad. That ain't bad neither. So I can see why Houston wants to move up. They know they're, they want that guy. But I can also see if Detroit wants to say, you know what? We, we like these other kids, too. We got Killian Hayes at the point guard. We can put Jalen Green there, too, and just solidify those two spots and get it going. So I'm curious to see what happens here. But I, I don't think that trading the number one pick if you're Detroit to Houston is actually a bad thing for Detroit. And I don't think that Houston is stupid for trying to give up some draft capital to move up a spot. I think it works for both teams, honestly. Both teams are in rebuild mode. Both teams are in separate conferences. So it really works out that they can be able to kind of work out this deal and get the players that they actually want. I'm curious to see. It's going to be an interesting NBA draft. There's going to be a lot of trades. And Adam Silver is going to be very, very busy. We have a trade. That's all you're going to hear. We have a trade to announce. It's going to be nuts. Moving on. The home run derby last night was popping. I ain't going to lie to you. If there's one thing I look forward to is the home run derby. I could care less about the all-star game, but the home run derby, man, yo, they never disappoint. Shohei Otani, he looked good, man. He was knocking home runs. Him and Soto were going at it. That was fun. And Pete Alonso, shouts to Pete. 35 home runs in the first round. He's had over 100 home runs in his derby career. Setting records, back-to-back champ. I'm a Mets fan, so you know I'm hyped. But it, it was just it was just fun, man. Just seeing the crowd, how hyped they were. The shots that were being hit. The 520-foot shot that, that Soto hit. It was crazy. It was just... It, the display of power was just amazing. Like... It reminded me back in the Griffey days and when Griffey was doing the home run derby and was so fun. That was a fun derby last night. So, shouts to Major League Baseball. They had the world to themselves last night and they did not disappoint. They put on a show. People were excited. People were engaged. So, maybe this is a way to get baseball back. You know, I've I've been so down on baseball this entire year. You know, with the, the substance checks and... You know, all of these just different rules, the the lack of hitting, the lack of, you know, IQ in the game, 
analytics and the saber metrics have just destroyed and ransacked the game. I'm not saying that it's not supposed to be in there. I'm just saying that it doesn't need to dominate your sport. It doesn't dominate the other sports. Why does it have to dominate baseball? Baseball is simple. Play the game the right way. Move the runners over. Bunt. Situational hitting. Steal bases. Hit for contact. Hit doubles. Hit the ball down a third base line. It's supposed to be a thinking man's game. It's not that anymore. It's just not. They, they need to get back to what it was. They need to improve certain things. If you want to speed up the game, fine, do that. But don't completely change the game. The number one rule always is you leave the game better than when you got it. And if I'm being honest... Rob Manfred so far doesn't have the game where it needs to be. It's not it's not where baseball should be. And is he the guy to get them there or is he the guy before the guy that fixes it? We'll see. But for right now, you know, baseball baseball needs Shohei Itani. Baseball needed that home run derby display last night. So hopefully they can be able to generate some momentum off of this. Coming up after the break, what's your question? Why well, answer emails, and hopefully they're good ones. On a Tuesday night, it's all even. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, 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 we yeah, in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, listen. Shout out to the All Even podcast. My oh, man Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, whoa, What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, what you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out somebody else's podcast? Yeah, don't make it to join. What's up? Oh, even. Oh, even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this girl something. Oh, even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you got well, that's a shout out. You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump all even podcast, right? Yeah, all even. That's the all even podcast, right? All yeah. even. Uh, That's your man. My man. All right, shout out to all well, you can be able to DM and email the show and ask questions. And hopefully, if your questions are good, I'll answer them. If they're not, then, you know, I, I may have to embarrass you on air. No, 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 I ain't going to do that to my listeners. But just send us some good questions, and I'll definitely get to them. So the first question comes in to All Even Podcast Radio at Gmail, and it reads, Hey, Barry, my name is Marcy, and I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. Love the show and appreciate what you do. My question is, what is your opinion on Shakari Richardson? Considering marijuana is legal where she lives and most major companies no longer drug test for it, shouldn't she be allowed to run in the Olympic Games? Well, thank you for your question, Marcy. That was definitely a good question. I'm not going to embarrass you on that one. This is a good one. So let me go ahead and get into this. It's a dumb rule. Marijuana is not a big thing in our country anymore. It's not a big deal. Like you said, companies are not drug testing for it anymore. It's a lot of states that have um, legalized it. But the problem is that we're dealing with the Olympic Committee. We're dealing with an international committee. So although a lot of people here don't understand it and they're mad about it and stuff like that, you got to understand that 
international rules are way different than what we're doing. That's like somebody saying, hey, you know, well, all of the states over here, they've, they've legalized marijuana, so I can be able to have some marijuana in my pocket, jump on a plane, and go international. No, you can't. So I get that people are outraged, but it's just, it's illegal over there. It's still a thing in some countries. So you got to understand that that's what it is. If the Olympics, if it was our thing and it was here, then okay. But it's not our thing. It's an international committee. And they have their rules. Are the rules archaic? Yes. But they're still rules. I love the fact that she fessed up to it. You know, she she was an adult about it. Came up and said, listen, I know what I did. I did what I did. I had my reasons for doing it. And I'm getting ready for the next Olympics that are coming up. So, shouts to Shikari. You know, she definitely was mature and handled this professionally and handled it well. But in my honest opinion, yes, I, I do feel that she should be running in the Olympics. That That's just me. But then you had the U.S. national team not even have her on the thing, you know, making the team or whatever. It's just, you know, it's a whole bunch of red tape and nonsense. You know what I mean? But, yes, I, I do feel that she... She should be running, but I understand that rules are rules, and when you break rules, no matter how stupid or archaic those rules are, you got to pay a penalty, you got to face the consequences, and this is exactly what happened to her. So, thank you for the question, Marcy. I appreciate the support. Keep listening, and keep sending in your questions. The next question is also coming in from All Even Podcast Radio at Gmail, and it reads, Good afternoon, Barry. My name is Kimberly, and I'm from Brooklyn. I'm a huge fan of your show and wanted to ask a question about something you don't talk about much. Who is your current favorite to win the WNBA title this season? Thanks for taking my question and keep up the good work. What's up, Kimberly? Appreciate the support. Um, Listen, I can see the Seattle Storm doing it again. You know, I think they have the best record in the league right now at like 16-5. and five. They're still bowling. Basketball, sports in general, they need dynasties. And the fact that they won last year, I can see them winning again. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if they won it again. So yeah, that's that's my pick right now. Uh the dark horse team I can see would be the Minnesota Lynx. I think they're starting to play well right now. I think they're like eight and four in their last twelve. So there's a lot of teams that are, you know, that they're they're in the race, but I think the Lynx I think the Storm and obviously Las Vegas. Las Vegas is there as well. They're still a good team. And then you got Connecticut on the other side. Connecticut is doing well too. So, you know, who's to say? If if you want me to pick one, if I got to pick one, I'm going with the defending champs. I want Seattle to win again because, like I said, I like dynasties. I like teams to be able to win two, three, four, five championships in a row and have everybody hate them. And then there's a suspense to have that team knocked off. That's what sports needs. We had that with the Patriots. We had that with the Chicago Bulls, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Golden State Warriors. You know, all of these dynasties that have come up, you want to see them lose. So if Seattle is going to be that powerhouse and that dominant team, that's who I want to see win a WNBA title. So shouts to Kimberly for that question. That was a good one. Keep supporting the show. I appreciate it. The next one we have is from Instagram. DM from I love living life. And the question is, do the 2001 Lakers get enough recognition for that postseason run? 
That included the last 6-10 to 10 games of the season undefeated in comparison to other teams before and after. Still a diehard Knicks fan. Well, I love living life. I- I'll tell you this, that I agree with you. I think that the 2001 Lakers, they were, they were dominant. That team was so good and so skilled and so powerful that they just railroaded everybody. They beat the Spurs. They beat they they just railroaded everybody that they played in those playoffs. The only loss that they had was Allen Iverson. And we all know in the NBA Finals, game one, you know, the iconic picture of him stepping over Ty Lu and OT. They win that game, but they don't win another game for the rest of the NBA Finals. So the the Lakers go 16 and 1. Like you said, they were cruising the 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 last 10 games of the season. They were just unstoppable. That, that to me, was one of the, the most dominant teams in NBA history. You know, you had Golden State with the 73-9 and season. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many different teams. You had the Chicago Bulls, 72-10. and 10. You had the Lakers that they won, like, 68 games back in the 80s. Like, they, there was a lot of teams, the Lakers team that won 33 games in a row. There's so many different teams that I can be able to think about, but that 2001 team, yes, that was a dominant, dominant basketball team. And, you know, it, 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 was, it was special to watch as a Laker fan. I, I loved every second of it. Every second of it. The beatdown of the Spurs. I remember when Shaq, you know, he, he faced up Duncan and dribbled by him, crossover dunk. Like, it was just nuts. I enjoyed that entire playoff. I enjoyed the Lakers' run, obviously, because I'm a fan. But... You know, the fact that you're a Knicks fan and you're, you know, you're acknowledging this, I, I got to give you your respect. Kudos to you. You're a Knicks fan and you can be able to say, you know what, those those Lakers, man, that's, that's one of the teams that they people people actually forget about. Like, we're always prisoners of the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, we think about Golden State, we think about the, the Celtics, but we don't remember that, that 2001 Lakers team, how special and how dominant they were. They were really unstoppable. Like, there's very few teams in this league year to year that you can call unstoppable that was an unstoppable team so great question love that love the way you you know you you highlighted my Lakers um I respect that even from a Nick fan so <laughs> kudos to you definitely that's it for what's your question <laughs> I thank everybody that that sent in their questions I'll definitely get to them keep them coming keep pouring them in keep asking tough questions you know, you can be able to challenge me on certain things that I say as well. I answer it. That's fine. But definitely appreciate y'all. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. On a Tuesday night. It's all even. This is the God Jensen Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also check us out at CigarJensenGals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. 
So who is my candidate for Dummy of the Week? May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is Conor McGregor. <laughs> Conor McGregor, bad boy, UFC fighter, $100 million man, just complete knucklehead. Conor McGregor is my candidate for... Because yeah. here's my thing, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. This man has built a career off being boisterous and talking smack and backing it up. He was UFC's top guy for years. Top earner, grocer, and then, you know, started to expand his business. He wanted to make more money. He wanted to get from under the shackles of the pay scale that was in the UFC. And I understand that. Get your money. Fought Floyd and Made $100 million. And for the time that he got that bag from that Floyd fight, he was never the same. Training just wasn't that big of a deal to him anymore. He'd fight guys and lose and then continue to talk his nonsense. But this last one, this last one took the cake for me. Not only was he talking smack and talking about the man's wife and what he going to do and this and that, but the man's leg ended up going on backwards. <laughs> the man's leg was on backwards, and that's why they stopped the fight. He broke his leg in a way that I've never seen. I think the only time I saw a, a leg break like that was when Psycho Sid jumped off the second turnbuckle in WCW. And he just jumped off and his leg went the other way like the arrival. And he's just on the floor looking at himself, looking at his leg. It's on backwards. That's what it reminded me of. But it's karma. It's all karma. And what's crazy about it is that this man, they didn't even let him get out the ring. They had him sit there and still talk to him. Now you can't. This is why, to me, sometimes the UFC is just the circus because they allow the court jester to run the circus. They allow this dude to continue to do this. You know what I mean? When he's not, he's not a draw in the ring anymore. He can speak. He can talk a good game. But he's getting knocked out. He's getting lit up. Legs broken. Can't stand up. Leg on backwards. Nobody wants to see him fight no more. And he better relax because the way he talking, he talking tough. Poirier might just bust his ass again. <laughs> you keep talking, you keep talking, you're going to get your fistful of dollars again. Like, don't do not do that. But that's what he's been. He, he's, he talked this good game and look what ended up happening to him. So maybe, just maybe, maybe he should be just a little bit more cool. Like, don't try to go over the edge, call the man's wife a hoe and all this nonsense. You're a clown for that. You're definitely a clown for that. And nobody's feeling sorry for you today, especially me. You know, the fact that you over here cracking jokes and making fun of people, you're the one that ended up having something cracked at the end of the night. And he lucky that the wife ain't wash him too because <laughs> she was ready. She was ready to wash him up too. It might be time to go to WWE with that nonsense, man, because 
at least you can go there and talk a good game and everything is, you know, choreographed for you or whatever. But in that real ring where dudes is putting hands on you and there's no choreography going on, there's no ref saying, okay, here's the high spot. This is what you're supposed to do. He's just pounding on your face. Maybe this ain't for you, bruh. So Conor McGregor, not only did you take the L, but your leg looked like it was in the shape of an L. But you're possibly a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys on Saturday. Until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbean, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.